0: you got to seize the goddamn gap! People are so goddamn inefficient! Oh, goddamn it! I don't care if you're old! Seize the gap! Hey man, I gotta get going.
1: I have some friends from my fantasy league coming over, so I should yeah. find my ride. Hey, I like sports too. Yeah,
0: I do, but I've never really engaged with the fantasy element of it. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? You know what, John? Cancel your ride. I'll drive you to your fantasy. Thanks, man! Yeah. Huh. And daily fantasy makes every game matter. Welcome to Seize the Gap, Bets and Wagers. I'm Jamie G. Esquire. Not one, not two, not three, not four, but five. Jamie G. Esquire, the fifth. MD, I'm here with my main man, the homie, Magna Mills. And I don't know if he's really a mathematician, but he does own a calculator. So I'm probably onto something here. Magna Mills, say hello to these fine peoples. Hello to these fine peoples. Dynamite drop-in by Magnum Mills. Glad to see that you're saving all that energy in order to help the people bulk up on their bankrolls during Super Bowl week. Man, try saying that three times fast while you do the Tootsie Roll. I mean, cotton candy. Dude, I don't know if you guys out there, this is your week to make some Skrilla. We have got... Lots to do. We got to dive in. There's props. There's all. This is our time, okay? This is like the we've we've approached the precipice of gambling, like the ultimate, and we're there. We're at the top. We're peaking on Mount Everest right now, and this is our time. This I, is our time.
1: I have to say, I was probably peaking when you made both a Major League Two reference and a '69 boys drop. So you, you can see that tootsie grow. Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. can't hold anything back
1: and we get the water boy reference dude yeah you're really all right dude you got your reference game is strong so what's up with your like what's up with some prop picks what's up with the super bowl dude one of the goddamn super bowl what you got for us ball
0: no diggity no doubt and listen man unless you're a fan of the Bengals or the rams the super bowl probably isn't feeling so super for you but never fear seize the gap is here I may or may not be a licensed medical practitioner. No, I'm not accepting new patients, but I do think that we've got just this prescription that you need to make the Super Bowl a ton of fun. So we're writing scripts for you to enjoy the Super Bowl. I mean,
1: there's only one prescription, right? More cowbell?
0: Honestly, can you really ever have too much cowbell?
1: I've said that, but I also said that about garlic. And then one time, yeah, you can actually have too much garlic. So I don't know if it's the same about cowbell, but you kind of have to try. But you don't really have to worry about that because we already, he's perfected the prescription in his street pharmacy. I perfected the recipe in my mathematical kitchen, I guess, you know, because you got to measure shit to to make shit. So we've got it made for you. All you got to do, get somewhere comfortable. Get ready to watch the game. Have some nice tasty beverages again. That good television you got if you have the time or the room, I guess you could have some family or friends over. And then all you got to do is place a couple wagers, make a couple of prop bets, sit back, enjoy the beverage, enjoy the game, and enjoy that bulge in your bankroll.
0: And most importantly, have a bread dip.
1: Bread dips, <laughs> it's just like. I honestly want to know, dude. Do you drop the bread dip? Is it just like you really enjoy it or do you actually do you make the bread dip? Is there a certain brain? What what just real quick timeout? What's up with the
0: bread dip? Dude, I love the bread dip. You know why? Because as a as a young adolescent kid growing up in the heyday of the Buffalo Bills. Four Super Bowls in a row, 91, 92, 90, you know, young guy. There was always tons of bread dips, all different kinds. There's pizza bread dips. There's rip and dip. There's all sorts of shit going on. There's artichoke and spinach. There's there's hots. There's colds. Always bread dips spread out across an entire dining room table with both Leafs in. Okay. This was major. I grew up on bread dips. So now anytime the big game comes around, you got to have a bread dip. You got to your choice. Deal choice. Have fun with it. Get creative. You can go hot. You can go cold. You can carve a top. You can make a fucking house. You can do so much with a bread dip. Make sure you have one. The
1: the bread house. You almost had me when I think you said when you were ripping dips, that just reminded me of where I used to live somewhere. And there was this gas station named um, Dick and Rips. So we used to call it, of course, ripping dicks. And congratulations. If y'all are still with us after all that, great. We have weeded through all the unworthy people. So now we can get down to the proverbial business. What we're going to do here is we're just going to look at the Super Bowl real quick. We're just going to make a couple of the most popular wagers. Being, we're going to say who wins the Super Bowl, who is the MVP going to be, and which player is going to score the first touchdown. It's not the quarterback throwing it; it's got to be the guy who takes it into the end zone. After that, we're going to beat some of our favorite prop bets, so you can dominate in any prop contest. Or if you want to go out there and make some prop wagers, do that too
0: absolutely magna mills i will kick it off right here right now with my pick for mvp and my mvp goes to matthew stafford it's just i love the storyline he makes it to the big game he's got spoiler alert the winning quarterback of the team typically gets mvp more times than not so that might tell you who i'm taking to win this thing but i am going with matthew stafford as the mvp
1: yeah it's pretty obvious you're gonna take the rams to win and Kind of sucks because I'm also going to take the Rams to win in my defense. I did pick them preseason to win the Super Bowl. Feel pretty good about that. I had Matthew Stafford as my regular season MVP. That didn't happen. So I'm going to switch it up here. And I'm going with a defensive MVP, Aaron Donald. Hasn't happened in a hot minute. But one of the biggest weaknesses the Bengals have is their offensive line. I could see Donald having a monster day. A couple sacks little strip sack fumble action, maybe. Who knows? Maybe they even give him a, a handoff on the goal line or something. I'm going with Aaron Donald, MVP, and the Los Angeles Rams to win the Super Bowl. So while I'm at it, I'm also taking the Rams minus four and a half as my favorite bet because obviously I'm not really going to count the Rams money line here. So if I'm putting money down in any kind of real straight wager here, give me the Rams minus the four and a half.
0: Man. Oh, man. Well, that makes two of us for the Rams. Magnum Mills, if my favorite bet on this one, man, I like the over under here. Um, and I'm I'm taking the over 40, 48 and a half points. And here's why. I like the Rams to go up early and go up to where people are going to think, man, maybe this is approaching like blowout territory. And then something happens. And you know maybe Stafford gets a pick, maybe you know maybe the defense, Cincinnati's defense gets a big turnover, and then they start stacking up points, and they they come back into this game, and I think it's going to be a close one, and they're going to be throwing the ball all over the place. I just I got them going over here, man. On the forty-eight point five, I'm taking the over.
1: Bridge is over, my friend. The bridge is, bridge is over. over. I mean, it seems appropriate, right? The first Super Bowl ever that fe- doesn't feature a top three seed from one of the conferences. This has been a crazy year, although you look at it, and you can kind of see it, right? I mean, the Bengals have the new hotshot young start quarterback. The Rams of the team that's perpetually been all in. It's one of those things when you look back at it, maybe it's not as surprising as you think, but still, it certainly wasn't what we thought was going to happen at the outset of the playoffs here, which brings us to our prop bets. These are always fun. Sometimes there are some of these where you can find a legitimate edge. Sometimes You're just doing it for the fun of it. One of my favorite things is the amount of money that is wagered every year on the coin toss. It is a literal 50 50 outcome. The books happily label each side minus 110. They take their juice, they take their 10%, they run away, and people bet, I mean, five to $10 million on it every year. It's absolutely nuts. So we're going to start off with our prop bets. JBG, are you doing action on the coin toss? You got something else?
0: I am doing action on the coin toss. And listen, man, there, there's a little bit of science here. There's a little bit of luck. There's a lot of research, okay? Never out there. that's the research. D- you, it's you,
1: like you could finding go... your doctor on Facebook, yeah.
0: But, but, but with all that said, I'm taking heads. I'm taking heads here, and I'm taking head, and I'm enjoying head, and I'm all in on heads. I'm going heads.
1: For the record, I also said I, I'm a, the heads guy, so... It's heads. to give you that one. It's heads. All right, so uh, you know what? I'm going to go into another one that's kind of along that line. It doesn't really have anything to do with the game. It's the length of the national anthem. There's been some fun with this one over the years. I was referencing before we started the show today uh, about, I forget what it was, probably six, seven years ago. There was a national anthem where it was a debate on where it actually ended. So it was recorded as official at two different places. So it was, uh, I think it was not Bovada, it was Bodog at the time they had to pay off both sides of it hate it or love it always wanted to put some down on the anthem and right now the under over for the anthem is at 95 seconds so consulting my trusty sheet here it's mickey guyton who's singing it she did sing it before came in at a minute 23 but that minute 23 would have been basically the shortest time i think in the last nine super bowls kelly clarkson was the only one shorter overall over the last five years the shortest rendition has been a minute 30 seconds the longest being two minutes 36 seconds Given all that, I feel pretty confident I'm banging the over 95 seconds here on the National Anthem.
0: The bridge is over. Dude, I like it. I was going to go over with it, too. Magnum Mills doing the research. He's got his calculator. He's basically a professor of mathematics. I like the first team to 10 points. And hear me out on this one, Magnum Mills. All throughout the playoff run here for the Bengals, they've kind of started a little slow but they've been able to hang in there and the defense really performs when it needs to and they win playing all three you know they they play all three phases of the game right it's 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 complementary football you like that about Cincinnati I expect the Rams to go up early here so the clear-cut favorite for me is that trend to continue last week they were down what Cincinnati was down was it 21 nothing uh two weeks ago to um, to Kansas City in the, in the conference championship. I, the week before that, you know, the Tennessee. So I just think they start a little slow here. I like the Rams getting up to 10 early on them. So that, that one I feel pretty damn good about.
1: And for the record, I also went there with the Rams being the first one to 10 points. That's kind of the, the story I'm telling myself is the Rams getting out to that early lead, which they have seemed to be pretty good at doing recently, And whereas the Bengals have trended to falling behind early. I think that one. Makes a lot of sense. Hopefully you can turn those cents into some dollars. Now we're going to have this another fun one that we both kind of like, and it's an interesting prop bet, and that is what the jersey number of the first touchdown score will be. The line is at nine and a half. So, whoever scores that first touchdown, again, not who throws it, whoever brings the ball into the end zone, whether jersey number be under or over nine and a half? It, it seemed when I first looked at it, it's pretty like, that's probably over, right? You're thinking usually kickers, you forget the new number rules or whatever, so you do have on each side, two prominent names that both come in under that nine and a half. On the Bengals side, you have Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, pretty notable there. And on the Rams side, you have Matthew Stafford and Beckham, Odell Beckham Jr. If you look at the likely odds to score the touchdown, those four and say, the top seven. So that's a, a fair amount weighted that way, but I still think that I'm going to go with the field on the over here. I just feel like, honestly, it's Cooper Cup scoring that touchdown. It just, it seems... You know, it's uh it's not like the the show Ozark where we got Ruth and Ruth rules everything around me. This year Cooper Cup has ruled everything around the goddamn end zone. So and that's also you know my pick there with that first touchdown score, baby, give it all Koopa.
0: Dude, I have Cooper Cup scoring that first touchdown too, and it would just be some sort of some sort of wonderful, wouldn't it? Where the 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 over under is nine and a half, and the jersey numbers ten. I mean, I just absolutely love it. It's perfect. Watch for the for hook. Football it's a like cool breeze,
1: man. You got to watch for the hook.
0: You Absolutely have to. Uh, that's a great prop, man. What what a ton of fun that is. I, I'm I'm going to. Um, will the last play of the game be a kneel down? And I've thought about this. I've went back and forth with scenarios. And dude, I got to ride the trend in the hot hand of not week one wildcard playoff round, okay, not week one of the playoffs with the wild card, where it was a, a week of blowouts. I'm riding the card of week two with divisional and week three with conference championship. I think this game comes down to whoever has the ball last. They're trying to either a get into field goal range or a touchdown to win this thing. I don't think it ends with a kneel down. I think it ends with somebody, uh, you know, trying to make a play. And that's, that's, that's where I'm going with it. Uh, it's risky because I know that the, the easy thing to do and what most people are probably going to do is say, ah, you know what, they're going to get the ball. They're going to bleed the clock and it's going to take a knee. That's, and, and you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'm going opposite. I'm taking a little bit of a chance here and I'm saying, no, I'm riding the trend of this thing coming down to the wire.
1: Mm, so he switches up over to the Kanye. I see how it is through the wire over there.
0: In
1: the wire. Uh, for the record, I'm on, I'm taking the weak way. I'm on, I'm on the kneel down there, but I, I see the logic for it. And my guess is if you're betting that straight up on the book, you're going to get a decent, quite a bit more favorable odds. I feel towards that last play not being a kneel down, probably somewhere in that. Plus 172, plus 195 range, or something like that off the top of my head, I would say. And let's move on to another one. We get to do a little math. And this one is what will be the total yards of the longest field goal be? So basically, what will the longest field goal be? Will it be under or over 47 and a half yards? And this one was kind of interesting because on the ramp side, their kicker Matthew Gay in the playoffs, as long as field goal each game has been 46 yards. Forty yards, forty yards. I believe he is over on the season from fifty plus. Maybe he's made one. On the other side, you have our boy Shooter McPherson. Evan McPherson. He had a forty-three yarder in the uh, opening round, but he's also had a fifty-four yarder in one game, fifty-two yard in the other game, multiple fifty-yarders in a game. I think the Bengals are trusting him from deep. I think he's getting at least a 48 yard. I think he's getting, I would have taken this number at 50 because I think they trust the kid. They think he's nails. They're putting him out there. They're letting him try a long kick. So give me that over 47 and a half yards for the longest field goal.
0: Yo, you don't get the nickname Shooter McPherson, dude, if they don't think you're.
1: Starting that new Happy Gilmore reboot, dude. We're, we're really, I'm, I'm very excited yes. about this.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, that's yes. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. I'm going there too. I agree with you on that one. Magnum Mills. One prop that's out there that I thought was pretty interesting was, and I, I do this almost every year, the first offensive play of the game. And everyone's gonna say, you know what? It's a it's a passing league, and it is. Everyone's gonna say, well, it's Matthew Stafford and Joe Burrow. Two hot, you know, a hot shot and then an, an older hot shot who likes to fling the ball. Absolutely. But I'm going run first play of the game. I'm going run. And here's why. The Bengals offense for as for as great as the weapons are on the outside, it runs through Joe Mixon. They were almost to the point where it annoyed me in the conference championship game where on first down they ran I think eighty nine percent of the time or higher it's just it's just absurd. Uh, on the opposite side of the thing here with with the Rams, I also think that they're going to look to establish the run here uh early with either cam Akers or sony michelle i think either way it's a run play now with my luck it'll be you know uh a bomb to freaking blanton and he gets the first touchdown or something ridiculous but i'm i am gonna say that the first play is a run
1: yeah i also looking in my sheet i, I debated about that one a little bit i also landed on a run and let's move on here i got another one i did some math and you know what let's uh Let's, let's stick with the kicking and the punting. This one is, what will the total number of punts by both teams be? Over or under six and a half punts. So, again, did a little bit of research here. If you go and you look at the Bengals in their three playoff games, they punted three times, five times, and twice. The Rams have punted once, four times, five times. You can see why this number is set at six and a half. It's a good number. But I'm anticipating this to be a Super Bowl where it's a l- I don't think it's going to shootout mode. I think it's pretty easy to say, you know, each side's going to punt at least twice. Then you just need someone to get, you know, that three, four, 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 whatever you want to do to get over that six and a half. I think it's getting there. Might not be the greatest thing to watch, but give me the over on six and a half total punts in the supper bowl.
0: Man. Oh man. It's yeah, you're right. It's not going to be the sexiest thing in the world, but you got to remember, man, these are two, these are two, Pretty good defenses here. Uh, well, just if- to,
1: to give it a little more context, too, I did a, even a little bit more research and just looked at the last five Super Bowls, total number of punts, 7, 4, 14, 1, and 10. Wow. You want to know what's kind of wild? Is the 14 and 1, were by the same team two years in a row, the Patriots were involved in both of those. In the Super Bowl against the Rams, there were 14 punts. In the Super Bowl against the Eagles, only
0: one. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. I, I like it. I would agree with you and all of the analytical work that you've done. Appreciate that. Magnum Mills, the mathematician. He broke out this calculator. Magnum Mills, one last one for me here. This one is super fun um, as a as a big guy, right? And I love this one. It's It's the prop is will a big man score a touchdown or will there be a defensive tackle touchdown? And I thought back on this, and I think throughout the entire playoffs, there was one big man touchdown. And, you know, when you think about over the course of the season, maybe there's a handful. And so I think the odds are clearly that there won't be here. And I just, I feel pretty comfortable about that, but then you brought up a good point. And just right here earlier on season gap bets and wagers, you said, you know, you could see maybe Aaron, Dar- you know, maybe the Rams get down there at the at the one yard line and uh, Aaron Donald gets gets lines up at fullback and he just punches it in. And he just, you know, just as a tribute. Thank you for 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 being part of the Rams for your whole career as, a, as you, know, Thank you for being up, a you know, friend. He gives, it, it. he gives the golden. Yes. Please. Yes. And let's can we go back to the Golden Girls? I'm like so pissed that Applebee's has that like, fuck you, Applebee's. You don't deserve that. So it makes me a little bit nervous in that front, but I'm still sticking with my gut here and saying, unfortunately, no, there won't be big man rumble, big man tumble, big men score. Although how great would it be for Andrew Whitworth at at 40, you know, 48 or whatever the hell he is to to get in there and and sneak one in. That would be incredible, but I'm saying no. Uh,
1: To quote the, or to at least paraphrase the late great John Madden, the best thing about a big man touchdown is when you get a big man touchdown, you get a big man touchdown dance. And nothing, because they might only ever, again, that's, that's it. i probably the only career touchdown, so they have some fun with it. So I'm all there for it. I did also go with the no, but it is one of the few wagers that I really, I'll be the, the whole Tupac like man, I manage a big man who scored a touchdown. I got nothing for love for you, boy, do you think? And one more here, In this one again will refer a little bit to previous Super Bowls, and that's total number of players to attempt to pass in the game. It's under or over two and a half. Obviously, if just the two starting quarterbacks of the the people throw a ball, you're winning. Anything else, you're probably going to lose. So if one of the quarterbacks gets hurts for a minute, someone comes in, throws a pass, you're out. Fake kick, fake punt, they throw a pass, you're out. They do a little, you know, throw it over to Beckham, let them throw it, you're out. But so I went back, again, look, at the last five Super Bowls, twice there were Super Bowls where more than two players in the last five attempted a pass. You had one Super Bowl, it was four. It was, again, that Eagles-Patriots Super Bowl, two players who threw the ball, Julian Edelman, former quarterback, Trey Burton, former quarterback. Before that, there was, again, three players. The guy who threw it, Julian Edelman, former quarterback. Here, we don't have anybody like that. We did see Beckham throw a pass to Akers uh, back against the Buccaneers, I believe. Still not buying it. I'm, you know, again, you're gambling. They're not going to try a fake kick or there's no injury to the quarterback. But I'm going with the under two and a half players to attempt a pass.
0: I like it. And, and when you think about it, has there been a lot of trickery? I mean, did T Higgins attempt to pass here? Maybe I, I can't, I can't recall, but I don't think there's been a ton of trickery like that out of the Bengals offense. And like you said, we did see it. Somebody, I, I think maybe Tyler Boyd, someone went to throw maybe him, boy, pulled boy it. Down. Did. I,
1: I think they yes. pulled it down though. because It wasn't there, but yeah, during one of the playoff games, I think they did a little rollout action like that. Yes. I don't think he threw
0: the ball though. Right. Uh, will will be, uh, will be interesting. I can't wait to find it. And Magnum Mills, I have to say, That was a lot of fun, my man. And it'll be even more fun when I'm collecting and counting my money after the game. Now, don't worry. Yes, this is the last game of the NFL season, but here, here, we're still here for you. Magna Mills tell the people what we got coming up and and it's a lot. It's very big. That's what she said. And
1: I have to apologize from the bottom of my heart that we weren't out there giving all that hard-fought Pro Bowl wagering content. I'm so very sorry we didn't give you Pro Bowl wagers. And anyways, seriously, uh, we will do some other non-football stuff, especially some of the uh, – well, we'll see if we get some baseball. We'll look at the NBA playoffs, like doing some of the bigger golf tournaments, the majors there, maybe even a little bit of Olympic wagering. And we'll probably get into maybe some free agency predictions, some uh, NFL draft contests, that kind of thing. And we will be here when they start releasing some of the next year numbers. We'll take a look at some NFL future bets. When the schedule comes out, we'll start looking at those team win totals, all that good stuff. We will be here to help you make those wagers and bets.
0: Sounds to me like that's plenty of content to be looking forward to. I think we could compete with some of the best OnlyFans pages. In the industry, with the amount of content we put out. Thank you again for listening to the podcast or watching us on YouTube. I'm Jamie G. Esquire the Fifth. I don't care if you're not the Karate Kid. You're still the best. Oh, yeah. Magnum Mills, tell the people where they can find all of our amazing free content. Well done.
1: You can find Jamie Glow right here doing the most awkward OnlyFans plug ever. Uh, I mean, why don't you just flash it up on the screen there, dog? I mean, I don't know, you know, hey, dingle your dangle however you want to jingle it because they're jangling, baby. But still, this is a wagering podcast. And that's what we are. We are Cease the Gap, Wagers and Bets. You can find us on all of your favorite podcast streaming platforms. Just search for Cease the Gap. Maybe throw a little fantasy football on there if you're not finding us. We are on Twitter, Instagram, the social media stuff. The good ones. At Seize the Gap FF, we're from the Joe Blow Football Show. You can find them at the Joe Blow Football and on social media at Joe Blow Show. I'm Magna Mills, that's Jamie G. And whatever you got to do, remember that you need to seize the gap and stop being so goddamn inefficient. We'll see you and I time. don't care if you're old, seize the gap. Yeah, I don't it. care if you're old, just seize the gap, seize the gap, seize the gap. Just, just seize the gap,
0: trust me. This has been the Seize the Gap Fantasy Football Podcast, presented by the Joe Blow Football Show. This show is for entertainment purposes only. Any views or opinions expressed here are personal and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations who may or may not be associated with the Joe Blow Football Show. If you have any questions, please contact us at seize the gap ff at gmail.com. Seize the gap, f is in frank, f is in frank at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and please remember to like, subscribe, and comment.